Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the SickCast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. Today, I have with me Harinder Singh. Harinder, Guru Fateh, what's going on? Guru Fateh. So, Happy New Year. Happy Sick New Year. Today's March 14th, and I'm glad I have you on to talk about it because Honestly, I didn't even know there was uh, such a thing as a sick new year every year. So uh, I'm glad to have you on. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is sick new year. I know you have an article that was published today on the Sikri website called Nanak Shai Calendar and Era of Nanak the Sovereign. So let's talk about that. Tell me more about Nanak Shai. Tell me more about the sick new year. I'm sure a lot of Sikhs want to know what's going on. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, we can actually greet it to be a happy new year once we understand what we are celebrating, right? Otherwise, it just becomes another customary ritual. So, uh, you know, Nanak Shahi is the word. And the word actually has been in existence from the time of since uh, Sikhs and non-Sikhs who started to celebrate the advent of Guru Nanak Sahib on this earth. So from that time onwards, we started naming things in the name of the Guru. You know, whether it was the coin, whether it was the era, as we're going to talk about it, or whether it is even the bricks, you know. So any everything we do was in the name of the Guru. And Nanaksha and Nanakshahi, which comes from it, is about that. So Shah word is a Farsi word, a Persian word, which literally means a king. So it is an honorific title which people have been using in Iran and other places as well for either a prince or a king or an emperor or a lord, you know, things of that nature. Interpretively, it means the ruler. In Sikh vocabulary, because we say Padsha, we use the word sovereign, just like the word Mahalla when it comes in Gurbani. It means sovereign. And so Nanaksha, Nanak the ruler, Nanak the sovereign. And E at the end makes it something which belongs to that, right? So Nanakshahi is the era of Guru Nanak the sovereign. So Nanakshahi can also be the ear, the calendar, the brick, or whatever belongs to in the name of Guru Nanak Sahib. So when we say the ear in the context of the year of Nanak Shah, when it makes it, for example, right now it's 553. Today is the starting of 553 Nanak Shahi. It means calendar which started with the advent of Guru Nanak Sahib, who is the sovereign who rules our heart. And we name this era, we name this calendar in the name of Guru Nanak. I didn't really, um, the word Nanak Shahi, I think I first heard it when I wanted something, I needed a, actually it just came to me right now, I needed a, I was like, hey, I want to read a great Sikh history book, can you name one? And you're like, yeah, here it is, uh, Percussions of History. And it, and I'm like, where do I send the money? And you're like, nanakshahi.org or nanakshahi some, somewhere. And I'm like, nanakshahi, okay, that's the first time I heard of it. And... I, I, I hear it here and there. I know we, uh, Sikri celebrated uh, Nanak Shai 550 in a big way. But where did this word um, start in, in basically the Sikh language and the Punjabi culture? And when was it popularized? And when did it go away? Because when I talk to our family members or when I talk to other Sikhs, Nanak Shai is really not in their vocabulary. So when did this come about? That's a, that's a great point and that's a great question as well. So look, you know, I'll start with your reference. When I mentioned that to you, that Prakashas of History book was published by the Nanak Shahi Trust. 
which Devinder Pal and I, a good friend of mine, uh, Nanak, we started that. That was the first NGO we registered in Punjab when we started working together. And it was a predecessor to Punjab Digital Library now, which most people know. And we did it because we wanted to do in the name of Guru Nanak Sahib as well. So even the trust we said is going to be in the name of or in the era of Guru Nanak. And that's the idea. But, you know, the word has been around. When we look at, I think, the most common word, which most people have probably heard of, when Baba Banda Singh Bahadur established the Khalsa Raj in May 1710, he issued a coin. And that coin was called Nanak Shahi Sikka. Sikka literally means coin. And that coin was released in the name of Guru Nanak and Guru Gobind Singh, in the name that Khalsa is establishing this to in the, in the city of peace. So that's probably the most famous articulation uh, in 1710 when the coin was released, which called it the Nanak Shahi Sikka. But what people might not know is, and again, this is in the, in the collections of Punjab Digital Library, uh, that there was a coin where the Nanakshai Sammat was written. And Sammat word just, you can say, means ear. You know, so uh, when the Pangi missile, which was part of the Sikh Commonwealth, the missile period, in 1786, from the Amritsar Mint, released a silver coin of about 14 grams. And that one, it says, Tinso Sola Nanakshahi Sammat, 316, which roughly becomes 1786 in the common era, which is what we are used to. So it is very important that in the 18th century, when two times there was establishment of Sikh sovereignty in a political realm by the Sikhs in a post-Guru period as well, both of them, first one named it the Nanakshahi Sikha, and the second one in a pre-Ranjit Singh period, then it happened multiple times, they actually called it, they actually dated the Nanakshai year in there. Within here, I'll mention one more thing. In the writings, we discovered this for the first time when Gyanni Gyan Singh wrote Tuarik Guru Khalsa. This is very important because Gyanni Gyan Singh was hired as a teenager by Maharaja Ranjit Singh to read Sukhmani Sahib to him. So think about that for a second. That person is a Granthi who goes on to become a revenue collector in a Patiala state and a Jean state. And when 1849 annexation of Punjab happened, he actually said, you know, I don't want to do any of this. He became a pilgrim. And he traveled from 1849 to 1857. He finally said, now it is time to write down our version, a Sikh version of the Sikh history. So when he writes Tuarik Guru Khalsa, where he starts from Guru Nanak all the way till uh, the Ranjit Singh period, because that's his time when he's writing. So when, when he writes that book, in there, he starts to use the word Nanak Shahi Sammat when he talks about Guru Ramdas Pasha's Prakash Purab, the day Guru Ramdas Pasha is born in uh, Chuna Mandi. So he says, you know, this is the year of the Vikrami, which was a Vikrami Sammat, Vikrami calendar year, which India still uses, parts of Indian still use, parts of Sikhs also still use, Hindus use, many calendars of India use that. And then it mentions Ishvi, which is the common era, you know, the, the, the regular calendar we use. And next to it says uh, Nanakshai Sammat as well. So these are the three things in writings which are available or in naming which became popular during 18th century and late 19th century when the first uh, history part was being written. Well, I hope after this podcast that uh, it becomes more popular now. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of the history of calendars. I know you know this. And if anyone wants to 
uh, read about it. They could go on the Sikri website. But talk about the Gregorian calendar, because I think this is the confusion, especially for people like me living in America. The Gregorian calendar and the Nanakshai calendar, what's the difference? And and then we'll get into um, how different dates are celebrated by different Sikhs. So I, I, that's, and I think before we get into that, it's important to also understand Let's talk about the Gregorian, for example. You know, what is Gregorian calendar? Today, the calendar which the world is using for, let's say, almost all of the world is using the calendar. Like today, we said March 14th, you know, 2021. In Nanakshai year, that becomes 1 Chet, 553. But we are referencing March 14th, uh, 2021, because that's what we are used to. So, this is the global calendar now, you know, whether you use Google calendars for yourself or whether you physically are still using calendars. These are the dates everyone is referencing and not just six. The, you know, the Hijris, the Islamic calendar, the Persian calendars, the Chinese calendars, the different summits or the including the Vikrami calendars of India, they all use this reference. So let's talk from that perspective, not just from an Indian perspective, which we'll get into a little later. So the global perspective is, look, this Gregorian calendar is called Gregorian calendar because its current form was corrected and revised under Pope Gregory. Yeah. So what had happened was it's actually not a Gregorian calendar. It's a misnomer. Some people call it, you know, when they write CE, it actually refers to common era now. It's not a Christian calendar. What it is, is it was, you know, during Roman Empire, Julius Caesar, under him, they created the scientists, the mathematicians, the astrologers, the astronomers, and including, quote unquote, the priestly class. They all actually worked on it and they created a calendar because we all need units of time to figure out, you know, some referencing. And most units of time are based on either the sun or the moon and their movements thereof. So uh, basically, uh, that was called uh, Julian calendar. And Julian calendar does not start with the advent of Jesus of Nazareth, popularly Jesus Christ, for those who call him a savior. It actually starts with Julius Caesar's era. So it is not a Christian calendar, but the church adopted that because it was a larger referencing even for their world during the Roman Empire as well. So when they adopted it, they faced similar things, you know, like what we are facing, which they do a celebrate the Gurpur because the referencing was different. And they had an issue 400 years or so ago where Easter fell apart 13 days. You know, it was a difference of 13 days. So they got the corrections done. And after that correction, it was called the Gregorian calendar. And that's the basis of our global calendar now. So it actually started out as a very secular calendar. The history of calendars is political empires decided the calendars. And then sometimes religion started the empires, but actually it was religions working with the political entities of the time who came up with the new calendars. So I want us to understand that, that this is not really about only the church or only the politics. They've always been together. They figure out how to mix into each other in order to create a popularity or in order to create a dominance. Same thing has happened with calendars. This is why there are different calendars in the world. And in that line of calendars, which started you know, from a Babylonian period, you know, the Hebrew calendars are based on that. Israel still uses two calendars, for example, one for quote unquote, what they call secular activities and one for religious purposes, religious activities. Many cultures do that. So this is the history of calendar. In that history, 
we have different civilizations basically based on their political empires or based on their religiosities have worked with different calendars and what we currently use is more or less what they call a common era calendar now and that becomes the reference now add to it from a sick angle because in india look we india has several calendars too by the way we are just used to vikrami the official indian government calendar is not even a vikrami calendar they came up with another version uh, they call it a saka calendar uh, in 1943 they adopted it for all india radio for example and indian gazette and things of that nature so they are all eras of particular empires back to that right so depending on how you are calculating based on sun's movement or moon's movement and some of them combine the two for particular purpose different calendars get made and the most common one in india is called vikrami or vikrami it's the same thing babba and vavva are interchangeable in punjabi same thing as samvat or samvat the word means year it's the same thing uh, so vikrami is the basis for when most of the sikh history is written because that was the dominant calendar in use it's not that one is better or worse they're different referencing that's good to know and i think another thing that is good to know is in the nanakshai calendar that i it might be in people's like in their you know back of their brain somewhere but uh, i think it needs to be said where are we getting the names of these months from so tell people that because i don't think a lot of people know that they're actually in gurbani yeah, so so then why the nanakshai calendar well if you believe that the era of guru nanak matters and we want to leave that just like our predecessors did there was a complete clarity in guru period there was complete clarity in banda singh bahadur's mind there was a complete clarity in the misal period there was a complete clarity in ranjit singh period there is complete clarity when the history of the six is being written including by gyani gyan singh so it's not that we didn't have this somewhere in last 150 years we lost it and the reasons are primarily have to do with when you lose your sovereignty many things change you know so our calendars got subdued nobody talked about them our cultures our gurdwaras our rehats the way we teach the way we sing the whole culture changed so the nanakshai word got revised because of the 550 years of guru nanak let's also give credit to that that only happened couple of years ago i think it became a global phenomena again when we said nanakshai 550 or n 550 everywhere so the word got revived the calendar part needs to be revived as well and what we do know for sure in calendar is if you believe that guru nanak is the ruler and guru nanak nanak raj chalaya as gurbani says then we must talk about this calendar as well we must work with it and in working with it you basically have to come up with what does your year look like some referencing and there you have options you can base it on what we now call the common era calendar you can base it on other vikrami calendars uh, whatever you want to base it on then you have options do you want to base it on sun's movement moon's movement or what they call lunisolar which means some combination thereof that part we leave it to mathematicians and scientists to figure out because technically it has some calculation differences but no calendar absolutely no calendar including the common era calendar is perfect they all have errors which have to be adjusted every few years the question is do you adjust them every year or do you adjust them 73 years that's the that's the debate in that world right now that said we know the names of the month uh the names of the month in guru granth sahib there are two bara maas which actually tell us that the sikh new year for guru nanak sahib and for guru arjan sahib starts with chet 
We also have two Bani's calls, Var Sat. Var is day and Sat is seven, seven days a week. Uh, in there, we know uh, it starts with Adityavar, which contemporary Punjabi calls Atwar, and it ends with Chanicharvar, which contemporary Punjabi says Chanicharvar. So we do know the names of the days. We know the names of the months. Uh, we have the numerals which have been presented. We have the alphabets which have been presented in Guru Granth Sahib as well. So all of that is available. Then it's a question of just figuring out the math to whether you want to have the fixed historical dates for every year for referencing, or do you want to have a moving dates for particular celebrations of Gurpurb or historical events. But the first part is very, very clear that Punjabi New Year absolutely is starting with uh, what they call Vesak, harvesting festivals. And perhaps that's the confusion because when we, what we lost from 1870s till now, about all 150 plus years, is our sovereignties of different kind from spiritual to political. So a lot of it becomes cultural. In our cultural, most of us, including me, grew up with Punjabi festival is the Sikh festival. So Punjab and Sikh relationship is very intertwined. They're inseparable, but there are things where Sikhs do in their own way because we believe Gurunanak to be our ultimate authority for everything. And Punjabi's Gurunanak is one of the authorities that might not be the ultimate authority. So for those who believe Gurunanak is the ruler, the sovereign, the Patsha, the Mahalla. For them, Nanakshai year matters most and we want to celebrate with those months, we want to celebrate with those days and that's the idea behind the Nanakshahi calendar and the year. So let's talk about dates because I think that's, and we don't want to get too much into it because it could be controversial, but I do want to mention that and I want to get your two cents on, uh, we celebrate this Gurpurb, this date, 20 days later, I see the same Gurpur being celebrated. So where did this, how do we fix this confusion? First of all, where did it come from? Is it because of all these different calendars everywhere, plus the cultural element? And um, what are we going to go about? Like, what do we do to go fix it? How do we get all six on the same page? Will they ever be on the same page? Well, I think that's a great question. And there is nothing wrong with having controversial discussion. In fact, that's where the healthy tensions need to be brought up. And... What I want everyone to understand before we get into this is what I have talked about so far, which is calendar is a reference. And according to Gurbani, and this is something we need to really understand, the world religions and cultures have days and months and times which they consider to be bad, quote unquote. They consider it to be bad omen or not as religious or they believe those times are cursed. These are the words Globally, many religions and belief systems believe, even today. That's why they do certain things on certain months and certain days. And some of that has crept into Sikhi. So what I want to mention is, in Sikh calendar, in Sikh paradigm born out of Ikhwankar, there is no such thing. So firstly, we have no moment which is unauspicious. We have no moment which is more pure than the other. No month, no day, none of that. Like I grew up with people saying, oh, you know, on Saturdays you don't wash hair. Because that's not a sick thing. That's a particular mindset with particular ritualism because Sunny Devta might get upset, you know, that kind of stuff in Indologies. So what I want to stress, based on Guru Granth Sahib, only that moment, like the, and these are the moments of time, by the way, you know, when you, you heard the word Mahurat or Murat, it's a moment of time. The word Kadi is a moment of time. So it starts with Pal to Mahurats 
to kadis to the pahars these are more you know measurements of time in indian calendars and what guru granth sahib is saying very clearly throughout multiple shabads that only that moment is great when i am connected with you there is no other moment because of its location or referencing that it is bad so a lot of punjabis and indians don't get married on a certain months six don't have an issue with it certain people don't get married uh, if the certain time passes we don't have issues with it although some do i'm talking from a sikhi angle culturally many people have many issues because they have not understood this so given that we don't have issue with any reference it actually makes no difference as to when we commemorate what really it's a utilitarian question and historicity question it's a question of whether we want to maintain one common era in reference to nanakshai or one bikrami in reference to nanakshai and that's really where the debate is that's why and the by the way world deals with this you know the muslim community deals with it that's why you will see ramadan or ramzan depending on where you are in the world sometimes it comes in summer sometimes comes in winter this is why in the sikh world you will see in the same common era calendar you might have guru gobind pasha's gurpurb twice and one time none this is why you have moving dates because they are working with a different referencing system it has nothing to do with auspiciousness of the time or omenness of the time it has everything to do with in which referencing are you trying to locate the historicity so we can create these commemorations so let me pause there because that was the back end of it and see if this works and then we can go to the next part of it so the next part i i want to talk about significant dates i'm glad that you mentioned not washing hair because everyone grows up with those things uh but let's let's get into some dates and which are significant because you do mention some historical dates in in the article so i want to get to those but also is it more for us that six need to remember why you're celebrating and what you're celebrating because just like i'm i'm sure a lot of christians know but a lot of people know now especially in this world of google and information is at your fingertips like jesus was not born december 25th but at least they celebrate his birth and they commemorate him on december 25th they have a date so is it more for us to don't get bogged down if it was the 13th 14th or 15th it's more about what are you doing and what are you celebrating absolutely and i think this is something we need to realize there is a there is always going to be a debate and the question is there is don't get worked up about this debate like this nanakshai calendar debate has only occurred among six in last 20 years more the work started on specificity of the calendar not the naming of the calendar not that we need the calendar but how do we create a better referencing this the work has only happened in last 30 years and you know uh, two of the individuals actually uh, mr purewal who drafted this pal singh purewal and then also people who are who were critiqued that uh, adrag singh for example from ludhiana is the one who was critiqued it and he and then pal singh purewal is edmonton based who drafted it i've talked with both there is a complete agreement that six should have their own calendar the question really is on what referencing to use so what i want to say is look uh even jesus wasn't even born 2000 years ago that's a julian calendar the church accepted that this is how when they want to celebrate for whatever reasons they came up with their own reasons right it took them 200 to 400 year difference in that's many a time so other things is so similarly we are going through that kind of a pain this is a very small pain it just requires agreeing upon certain parameters there is a vast agreement 
there is a complete agreement on why we need it. There's a complete agreement on the naming of not just the year, months, as well as the days. There is a, a referencing disagreement as to what, how to deal with it. Okay, that said, let's answer your question. So yes, so for example, today is one chait, you know, in uh, 553, which becomes 14th March, 2021. If we go by uh, this, uh, what I was saying, technically the lunisolar calendar in reference to the common era, you also have two other historical days today. So Guru Harrai Patshah's Gurgaddi Devas is also today. And this is also the Hola Mahalla day. So if you go by the Gregorian referencing of that, or what I'm saying, common era referencing, that's the day. But if you stick to the Bikrami Samvat, which is a different referencing, uh, historical referencing what Sikhs have been using, then Hola Mahalla uh, will be, uh, actually I'm trying to recall the date, it will uh, it will show up on 29th March because it's on 16th Chet. And Gurgaddi Devas for the 7th Parsha will show up on 29th April, which is 27th Chet. So that's the difference. You know, the months and the dates of the Gurpurb, they get shifted because of the referencing. If we want fixed dates, then we need to work with more common era systems. If we want to have multiplicity of the dates, uh, then they will be shifting every year as well. So the fixed dates, just so I, I want to leave people too with some fixed dates. So every year, March 14th is the new year. It's one chait. That will never change. March 14th will say, are there any other sick dates in mind that will always stay or will this be others will be shifted everything will be shifting i think the confusion might be coming because uh, there was a nanakshahi calendar which was presented accepted by sgpc adopted by sgpc is furthered then it got revised then it got changed and then they kept the name nanakshahi but they changed it to back to the vikrami angles and those are what i call games between just like church had its games you know <laughs> our own conglomerate of Akalis and SGPCs and DSGMCs and the Jathedars and the Akaltaks and the Sansamads, they also have their own games. And we know this, this is not peculiar to only calendar. It actually affects the larger, even the definition of a Sikh, including many things we are dealing with from Sarbat Khalsa's to how to even have authentic version of Guru Granth Sahib. So this, this is part of that game, you know, it's a smaller game. And I want to not touch upon that because we are not, you and I can't change this game. What we can change is that Nanak Shahi, there's a complete agreement on, at least let's start saying, so one chet will never change. Mantri, that's what I'm trying to say. One chet, what it becomes, I think there's a larger agreement, ki let's keep that to March 14th. But everything else, depending on how you're referencing, will change. So in the original draft, they had agreed that because of the larger traditional uh, sort of celebrations. Uh, they had agreed, uh, let's not fix the dates of Guru Nanak Parshas, Prakash Parov, and Hola Mahalla, and Diwali, for example, right? And uh, although even SGPC's own site, even if you go there today, I actually did that a few moments ago, and I went on their site, and it very clearly says, April 15th is Guru Nanak Parshas, Prakash Parov. But we have been celebrating it, uh, on Kaptakdi Puranmashi, you know, which puts it somewhere in November time frame. Uh, again, this is not about when to celebrate. 
I'm not, this, this debate is not new. Even 100 years ago, there was a book written, Kattak Ke Visak, by historian Karam Singh. So these debates will continue. What I want you and I and people who are interested in learning about this is that it's purely a referencing issue. You know, so world works with different referencing. What referencing does the larger Sikh Panth wants to work with? That should be left to certain ideologues and subject matter experts to figure it out. Once they are free of the influences of Punjab influence, Sikh political influence, Brahmanical influence, they'll figure it out, right? That's work is not hard. That math and that science is not hard at all. What is harder is how do you remain uh, sort of complex free? Once we become complex free, we will be able to fix that. In the absence of that, all of us at least should start commemorating Nanak Shahi. We must know that one chet, March 14th is a Nanak Shahi New Year. Uh, no, there's no disagreement there. So let's do that. Let's remind people what Nanak Shahi is. Have a conversation in your homes, in your organizations. Make it a day off. Make it about reflecting on why is Nanak, why is Guru Nanak Sahib the sovereign? Because we don't reflect on that. We keep reducing Guru Nanak Sahib to be a spiritualist. You know, all of our contemporary evidence from the Guru period all the way till 18th century, 19th, 20th, 21st century, actually presents him as being a sovereign. Sikh vocabulary has always called him Patsha. And our coins show that. Our calendar shows that. Nanak Shahi actually means this. But why are we taking that out? Which is, which is why we are in this kind of a debate we are caught up in. But the way to come out of it is start commemorating it. Start taking a day off if you can. Start using it for the reflections on the rule of Guru Nanak, the Raj of Guru Nanak Sahib, and how to make that Raj, that year, that remembrance, that Simran and the Nam culture of Guru Nanak to make our localities a better egalitarian societies. That's what Nanak Shahi is about. So, Arindra, I think you kind of said it, but I'll give it back to you in one second. Uh, appreciate you writing this. Appreciate you talking about it because... As much as I know in my circle, a lot of people don't know this. So I know. So if any six out there born on March 14th, <laughs> you will always remember this date. It is Happy New Year. So last year, and we're kind of dealing with this still, but I think hopefully it's on the decline. COVID took over the year. The whole year was um, kind of crazy and topsy-turvy. So now we have a whole new year beginning. And in America, at least, it's very popular to have New Year resolutions. So give me, your, give me your take on the new year is beginning for six. There's so much going on in the world. Farmers protest is happening. Let's not forget that either. Why do you feel about the year? Talk about resolutions and uh, close it up for us. Sure. I think this is, this is where I want to bring it back to Guru Granth Sahib, the Bani, the Shabbat. That's where the wisdom is, right? So when Guru Sahibs and Pagats and the Pats are writing about these things, what do they call, you know, they use the word pala. That what is the pala time, the pleasant or the beautiful time, you know. What is the paleri ruth? These are the words of Guru Granth Sahib, right? So, uh, and they say that day, soi dinas sohavda. Uh, or uh, even in the nice season, you know, we all like springs. It says, well, jit din par brahm. Fit paleri ruth. Even the pleasant Season becomes, you know, cursed if I'm being harsh, but it's saying, it's that. So, you know, it's not worth even staying in a pleasant 
physical season if the day is passed in forgetfulness. So the resolution for six is only one, to remain connected. To remain connected at all moments, at all time, in any fortnight, at any moment, at any day, <laughs> that's the resolution for us. And the way to do that, and this is where perhaps the hope comes in, and uh, the ask is, like the effort part which we are supposed to be making, is basically if you want to make be uh, das maha, be das is be is two and das is ten, so twelve maha, the twelve months, that's the line. Be das maha rutti thitti varpale kadi murat pal sache ay sahaj mele. He says the way you know that all your 12 months are going to be great and pleasant, all seasons will be present. Even the if you work by the lunar calendar, and this is why Gurwani says, Thitti is a lunar day. You know, eventually when they get combined, they're called Masya, Sangran, Puran, Masi, they're based on that. He says, if you use the lunar day system, even that, if you use a daily or weekly, you know, when you say 52 weeks, all of them are pleasant. But how will you make them pleasant? That's the question. He says the way you will make uh, all of them pleasant for you, in, including the whole year then, because a collection of all these is a year, is when you, every moment, when you bring Sache Sahaj Mile, when the eternal is meeting you, you are one with the eternal, you feel the presence of the eternal, the Ikko Ankar, and you feel that not because you're making effort now, but it has happened Sahaj it has happened habitually, naturally, effortlessly. It is a state of existence. That's what Sahaj is. So the resolution is to make every moment a pleasant moment. And the way you know you have made it pleasant is that now it doesn't take effort. It is happening naturally. And they're great words to live by and great words to start the new year. I appreciate your time, man. Um, thanks for letting us know and thanks for letting all the six know about this date. And hopefully... We will start saying Happy New Year to each other every March 14th. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. You are listening to Sick Cast by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path.